1: I always look forward to Friday, not just because it's the weekend, but because it gives me a chance to start hour number two of the Bruce Woolley Show with our weekly interview with Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network. Jack's site, theohiopressnetwork.com. Follow Jack on Twitter, at Jack Windsor. And we try to keep talking about state politics because it's really consequential. Jack, the governor, had his state of the state address. He's uh, doing, I'd say, enough to appease uh, people like me who say he doesn't do enough for education, he can hide behind some of the things. One of them is an expansion of Ed Choice, not nearly what I would hope for with the backpack bill, where everybody in the state, regardless of income, would get a big chunk of money to help send their kids to private schools. But expanding Ed Choice, this is not something teachers' unions want. And teachers' unions certainly have the allegiance of Democrats. And Jason Stevens, the House Speaker, has the allegiance of all the Democrats. So what do you think the likelihood is that Governor DeWine gets the expansion of Ed Choice in the budget that he has proposed?
2: I think think there's a strong likelihood uh, that something is in there. And, you know, to kind of cut to the chase in this action movie, if you will... The thing that I think we have to keep our finger on uh, to gauge the pulse of is what's really in the bill, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about this the other day. There's a voter ID law now in Ohio, but when you really start sifting through uh, all of the elements, you, you realize okay, you don't really need an ID to register to vote, and then once you're registered, you can vote by mail. So you know it creates kind of this path where if there is nefariousness going on, that would, that might be the path where you know bad people and bad actors are walking Okay, so then let's relate it to education choice. One of the things that we've heard repeatedly is that Jason Stevens made a deal with Alison Russo and the Democrats in order to get the Speaker's gavel. And part of that was they were going to allow whatever happens with Ed Choice uh, to really favor Democrats more than what you would call like a red-blooded Republican. And so that's what we have to look out for. I think that you're, I think parents are going to have the opportunity to take some money and uh, put a kid in another school. Um, i think that there are going to be income restrictions we'll see uh if if signaling is uh relevant i think what alison russo came out with this week uh with the report from the huffington post that really started attacking homeschooling mm-hmm. i think that we're going to start seeing that like private schools homeschooling yep. Um so that, to me, is is a flag that you look at and go, OK, they're going to try to start a war right there. And then they're going to make that circle as big as they can to try to exclude uh, as much as they can money being taken from public schools to do other things in, in, with kids
1: in other schools. Well, totally. And in the upper Sandusky situation where the homeschool couple, uh, it appears, uh, the reports are a little sketchy, but I'm not denying it. If they are homeschooling with Nazi glorifying themes, man the dem I when I saw that I'm like, Whoa, here's a big time like layup for Democrats. They're gonna say, You see, you see, you see, yep. this is what all homeschooling is.
2: That's exactly right. And so, you know, part of the thing is someone tried to call me out on Twitter about that, uh, and I was very quick to point out being an adult is having the ability to hold two opposing views in your mind at the same time and consider them, right? (laughs) That's called consideration. And so I can absolutely look at what's been presented so far and go, that's disgusting. Hard stop. Never again. Do not teach that kind of garbage. It's repulsive. I'm against it. Okay. Hard stop. Now, let's look over here. Here's the other reality. Alison Russo et al., they're going to take that and they're going to use that. They are going to drum it up. They are going to contort it and they are going to try to make conservative parents look evil. They're going to try to make homeschooling look like some awful thing that's going to be quote a threat to our democracy because that's what they do and so you have to be able to look at both of those pieces and go that's disgusting and by the way they're going to leverage that to try to get more power and privilege within their own party
1: yeah no doubt about it jack windsor the ohio press com is the site i'm a subscriber you should be as well follow him on twitter at jack windsor okay the uh hustle in the Ohio House, dating back to Jason Stevens backdooring his way into become Speaker with all the Democrats voting for him, more Dems than Republicans. We have 66, I think, House Republicans. More of them voted for Derek Maron. Twice as many voted for Derek Maron as voted for Jason Stevens. And the uh, local Republican, the county Republican clubs, have some of them been censuring their supposed Republican House members who represent them uh, for voting for Jason Stevens. But there are some, at least one, on your site I'm reading, the Athens County Republicans are standing four square behind Jay Edwards, who's not just somebody who voted for Derek Maron, but he's one of Derek Maron's uh, main henchmen. He's, He's kind of the muscle behind the move, the backdoor move, the hostile takeover of the House speakership that Derek Maron exercised. So the Athens Republicans all in with Jay Edwards, I guess.
2: Athens Republicans are all in with Jay Edwards. Uh, Fairfield County last night voted down, censor, uh, censuring the 22. Butler County, by a narrow margin, two votes, voted down last night, censuring the 22. I got a text from Bill Seitz, and he said, Hamilton County, quote, overwhelmingly voted down the uh, the censure. And, and by the way, some quick math for your listeners on that. I got a chuckle out of it because – 78 out of 125 voted against censure in Hamilton County, which according to my math, that's 62% voted against the censure. That's overwhelming in Bill Seitz's book. (laughs) Uh, 45 divided by 67 is 67%. 67% 67% of Republicans voted for Derek Merritt, but I don't think that Bill Sites would say that Derek Barrett had overwhelming support uh, in the Republican caucus. Probably Nonetheless, not. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> but re- real quick Ohio Republican Party, Allglaze, Clark, Crawford, Defiance, Delaware, Henry, Lake, Mercer, Miami, Putnam, Sandusky, Shelby, Union, Warren, and Williams counties have all voted to censure the Gang of 22.
1: Great. And this is not going away. People are going to start seeing this. On the highways and byways of Columbus, as I talked to uh, some Republican Central Committee members, they have locked and loaded, because I've seen the billboards, billboards to out these 22 Republicans. And they're going to be in Union County with Tracy Richardson. They're going to be flying all over Ohio. And the thing I love about it is people can donate $250 and get a billboard in their district. If they want to call out their representative what do you know about this
2: i know that it's happening <laughs> i know uh that gene schmidt is the target of yep. one of those billboards because i saw it on my newsfeed yesterday and look actions have consequences that's what i think and i think that um you know i'm not trying to weigh in uh, with the democrats or the republicans on this But what I will say is that I think people need to decide, is power and privilege more important than principle? And the reality is that 22 people made a commitment in caucus that they were going to vote for Derek Merritt, And then when everything hit the fan and they had the opportunity to go on the record and say, this is why we did it. By the way, the reason that they did it is most of the time they're tied to some uh, labor union or teachers union or – a nursing home uh, pack, right, that, that is, is funding their coffers. So let's call a spade a spade, but they're not doing it. They continue to kick that can down the road and say, well, Derek Marin wasn't organized. He wasn't going to be a good leader. He was going to bring unity. You watch the first house session and you go, if that's leadership and unity, I must have it all wrong. <laughs> so, um, y- you know, it is what it is. It, that, that's how I feel about it. Um, at some point, Uh, you have to take responsibility for your behavior. And I think part of that is having to look at some billboards that, to me, make me chuckle a little bit.
1: Yeah, they do me as well. Uh, Jack, uh, there's there's a, I guess, a fledgling effort to get Ohio's May primary moved, and we're running out of time. We may get to it, but I wanted to ask you what your thought is about J.D. Vance already coming out and endorsing Donald Trump for president. I get it. You're the senator because Trump endorsed you. But to me, uh, politically, why do it now? Like, my argument to J.D. Vance would be, you don't even know who else might run. And so uh, I want to evaluate the field of candidates. I think all voters should evaluate the field of candidates. Uh, I know it's as simple as saying, well, Trump endorsed him, so he owes it to him. And Trump requires, you know, 120,000 percent loyalty or you're dead to him. But were you surprised Vance did that already?
2: So, by the way, this was a perfect segue. You and I didn't talk about this, but I'm going to pivot. I actually have a national report coming out uh, in the next couple of days uh, on J.D. Vance. I had a conversation with him after his swearing in. And uh, the title of that article is Against All Odds. Uh, Senator J.D. Vance talks about his victory and his focus for the 118th Congress. And that's the backdrop uh, against which I'll answer your question. Um, you know, J.D. Vance is a guy who has always gone against the odds. And uh, if I were a betting man, I wouldn't bet against him. Uh, odds are he'll defy the odds. So I don't know what J.D. Vance knows with respect to Donald Trump, but I know that he has consistently throughout his, you know, public appearances and public life, he has always been the guy who has been unapologetic about his positions. And if he makes a mistake, you know, for example, with Donald Trump and statements he made, he owns them. He tells you why, and he explains why there was a change of heart. So I'm interested to see how this plays out. Was I surprised? Maybe a little bit, but knowing what I know about J.D. Vance now, I'm not shocked because J.D. Vance is J.D. Vance, and he's going to be that all day long.
1: Well, always a pleasure to have you on. I, I concur with your opinion about Vance, and we'll stand by and see how that goes. I know he has proposed his first uh, bill in the Senate, and we'll see how that goes. It's uh, a pleasure to have you, and I appreciate your perspective and your contributions to objectivity in media, which uh, is a dying art. Jack Windsor, The Ohio Press Network, on Twitter, at Jack Windsor, theohiopressnetwork.com. Jack, have a great day. Thanks for your time.
2: Thank you, Bruce. You as well. It's always a pleasure.
1: Uh, The Super Bowl is coming up, and um, Ohio state government is going to benefit in a big way. Why? Because we have legalized sports gambling here in the state of Ohio. Now, they're, of course, not able to tell you exactly how much people will wager on the Super Bowl. I think it's pretty safe to say that people in Ohio will wager less on the Super Bowl than they would have had the Cincinnati Bengals been in a second straight Super Bowl. But nevertheless, Ohio is going to make a lot of money off of the Super Bowl. At $82.5 million, uh, 10% of that would go to the state of Ohio. Uh, that is the projection right now. What about the entire year of 2023 in sports gambling in Ohio? The estimate is this is crazy. The estimate is that Ohioans will gamble in 2023. Eight billion dollars eight billion dollars now uh, the state just like with the lottery supposed to take the money that it makes off sports gambling which is just a different genre of gambling via the lottery it's supposed to take that money and dole it out to public and private school education. So again, I will say, (laughs) with sports gambling bringing in millions and millions and millions of dollars to the state government's coffers, why can we not afford, and why will our legislators not get behind the backpack bill, which would give parents, every parent, regardless of income, the opportunity to send their kids to a private school, or at least pay for a portion of that private school. It's not going to pay for every private school tuition. We do not have on the books a plan for Ohio to get to the point where Iowa is going to get to in three years. Iowa is going to, in three years, fully fund school choice the way it funds public education. That is to say, in the state of Iowa, the average amount that the state government gives to public education for the education of that student in a public school is $16,000 plus. Okay? Kid goes to Des Moines Public School, Dubuque Public Schools, Ottumwa Public Schools, Cedar Rapids Public Schools. The state is giving that public school district 16 grand per pupil. In 3 years, every Iowa citizen who has a child will be able to get $16,000 from the state to send that child to a private school. Private school education in Iowa is going to dramatically increase. And we have some amazing private schools here in Ohio. I send my kids to one. Columbus Classical Academy starting at 2000 Players Parkway for grades K through 8 this fall. They'll expand by A grade every year. So if you put your 6th grader in Columbus Classical Academy, you'll be part of the third graduating class at Columbus Classical Academy. Six more years out. Delaware Christian schools do a phenomenal job. Northside Christian schools do a phenomenal job. And if we had the money in Ohio to do that, the politicians say that's always what they say. Well, if we had the money. What do you mean if you had the money? You're getting people giving you money via their sports gambling. I'm always struck every time, when I used to be in sports radio, I was always struck by the fact that in a year where, well, I mean, we have the Browns and Bengals, which is, means almost every year there's no Ohio team in a Super Bowl. And yet, the television ratings for the Super Bowl are always Columbus, Dayton, Cincinnati, always way up there. Cleveland, too, always way up there. Top 10 cities. Watch, this year, top 10 cities Super Bowl viewership. Ohio will be uh, Columbus, Ohio will be one of them. I guarantee it. Sure, Philadelphia. Sure, Kansas City. Columbus, Ohio. Television's tuned to the Super Bowl will be in the top ten nationally. So if you have people that interested in sports, and it's the same for the Masters. It's the same for college football, of course, with Ohio State, NCAA Tournament. Columbus is always up there. So if the interest is there, whatever sector of those interested in the sport are going to gamble on the sport, then the amount of gambling on the sport is going to be astronomical. And that's why, and again, we're always working with projections because we don't have data from 2022 in Ohio to look at because Ohio wasn't a state that allowed legal sports gambling in 2022 when the Bengals played in the Super Bowl. But the only states that the experts expect to make more money off Super Bowl betting than Ohio are Nevada, of course, or Vegas and Reno, and they've had casinos forever and sports gambling forever, New York. Population. New Jersey. And they think Ohio could make as much as Illinois or Pennsylvania. Eighty million Pennsylvania is expected to make. Pennsylvania has a team in the bowl, in the Super Bowl with the Eagles. So this is um, something that it's not like people are going to gamble and lose and say, well, I'm never gambling again. <laughs> This is a revenue stream for the state of Ohio that's not going to go away, which again underscores the failure of our state house to fully fund private vouchers or vouchers for private schools in Ohio. Now, speaking of money and paying for things, Intel is uh, planning to build big factories, mammoth factories, expensive factories out in Licking County and in Orange Township. But Intel will not be paying. The full price for the construction of those facilities. Why? Because they got the twenty five percent tax credit from the feds and the CHIPS Act. So each building, each fab, as they call it, is supposed to cost ten billion dollars. So their cost, they build five of them, basically it's kind of like a it's kind of like a, a special deal at Kroger or Walmart. Build four, get a fifth one free. Right, if they if they build four, and they're saving two point five billion per fab, they get to build one on the tab of the federal government. So, uh, the grant total for the entire Intel project, however, is not ten billion dollars. The grant total for the entire Intel project is fifty two point seven billion. billion. I can't even hazard a guess what Licking County is going to look like in 10 years once they get all that built. The infrastructure, the ancillary business that will come from it, uh, it's going to dramatically change it. If you have any recollection of what the the, uh, area around Easton used to be, it'll be that times about 10